Uh, social media. Love it or hate it, as an e-commerce brand, it's an essential way for you to reach new customers and build your community. But how do you make it work for you without sapping your time and energy? My guest today has the answers. In today's episode, we're sharing tips for a sustainable social media strategy that'll help you make the most of the Christmas season and well into 2021. Let's go. You're listening to Voice Your Brand, the podcast dedicated to helping you launch and grow your brand online by injecting it with a whole load of personality and creating content that turns followers into loyal fans, all through the power of a unique brand voice. If you're struggling to stand out online, getting stuck writing your product descriptions, or feeling pulled in a million directions when it comes to marketing your e-commerce brand, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Nell Casey, the founder of Fate Creative, an e-commerce copywriting agency that writes things for brands that sell online. Before we dive in, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. All right, let's go. Hello and welcome to the Voice Your Brand podcast. Today I'm joined by Chelsea Berman from Blossom Media. Chelsea is a social media specialist who works with e-commerce businesses to build go-to brands and create vibing online communities. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Chelsea. No, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really glad that we can have this chat because obviously social media is your bag um, and it's definitely really important for e-commerce brands to be visible and active on social media. So, you know, this is a great topic to chat about. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think it's very important as well. Otherwise, yeah, I guess I wouldn't be doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily have a job. Um, Okay, well... Maybe we just start, um, you can tell me a bit about, well, a bit about, uh, tell us a bit about your background, you know, and how you got into social media marketing. Yeah, just your story. Sure. So I guess it started um, at the end of my high school experience um, where I kind of figured out that I wanted to do marketing and have a job in marketing. So I applied to uni, got in, um, started my Bachelor of Marketing and Media basically got a semester through and really was not loving it. Um, And I'm not usually a quitter and I do, you know, love learning, but there was just something about uni that I wasn't vibing with. Um, So I basically decided to defer and see if I could get a job in marketing or some experience um, in a marketing job to actually learn on the job because I'm definitely someone that learns by doing as well. So basically did a few different internships and actually got a job at a marketing agency locally to me. So that was amazing. And I did that for about two and a half years. And at the end of that, I kind of started doing some social media marketing on the side for a few friends and then a few clients and kind of building that up. And yeah, basically I built that up to something that I could do um, on a full-time basis and quit my job, which was really exciting. So that's kind of how it all started. And then ever since then, it's just kept growing and I've been, you know, navigating being a business owner with no business owner experience. <laughs> <It's just been laughs> <fun>. That's <laughs> kind of how everybody gets into it right yeah I guess, yeah. <laughs> so you only learn by doing it one of those jobs where you're like yeah I'm really gonna have to learn this on the job <laughs> yeah <laughs> do my finance get clients and figure all that stuff out <laughs> yeah all the fun stuff <laughs> yeah and I know like on your website you, you talk about the fact that um you are basically a social media native um having mm. grown up with it and so I love that you've kind of parlayed that um interest or experience um as a social platform but into 
a business because, you know, like I said yeah. in the intro, it's such an important um, topic for brands to be really aware of um, and just even the way it changes so frequently, you know, with I, I remember, this is showing my age, I remember when <laughs> Facebook came out. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I was in uni <laughs> when Facebook uh, okay. came out. Yeah. Like I was Facebook's target audience um, yeah. way back when. And, you know, since that time we've had like Instagram, we've had Pinterest, we've had Snapchat and TikTok, mm. you know, who knows what's going to come next. So yeah, exactly. being able to evolve and adapt is, um, you know, really important and a really great skill um, to be able to have and to help businesses with. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, I guess, why did you decide to start Blossom Media? Like, my, why did you want to go out on your own um, and work with e-commerce brands specifically? Yeah, so I guess the reason that I started a business doing social media marketing in the first place is, I guess, one, because I did grow up with it. I've always been surrounded with it and I just love it as something to do um, and I'm just kind of always on there. Um, but also I'm actually a musician as well and I kind of used social media over the years to really build up my audience and I saw the power of it. Um, and then I guess I researched, you know, other brands that were using it and really just saw the power of it and how amazing it could be. Um, and I knew that I loved it and I always, you know, got asked questions about how I did things. And I guess when I did start Blossom Media, I really didn't have any goals or know where I wanted the business to go exactly. So it's just kind of evolved. So yeah, when I started, I was just kind of working with any type of business as you usually do. <laughs> and then I, yeah, really just found my passion and love in the e-commerce space and working with e-commerce brands because I just think, there is so many missed opportunities that e-commerce brands have and um, yeah, the power, the results that they can get, it's just amazing. So I'm really trying to educate people on that and get people excited about social media. Yeah, actually, that's a great point and it leads me really nicely into my next question. Um, <laughs> you know, as you say, social media is so important for e-commerce brands, but that can also mean a lot of pressure to always be on, to always be posting, to always be active. Um, so what's your approach for sustainable social media, particularly for smaller brands? Yeah, so I'm definitely all for doing social media in a really efficient way and kind of being organized about it. Um, so that does mean planning in advance and, you know, not having that freak out at the end of the day because you haven't posted for the day and you don't know what you're going to post because I think that's where a lot of the stress from social media does come because people don't really have a clear plan for what they're doing. They don't, you know, schedule things in advance or plan things out. Um, and then it just becomes a bit stressful and something that's a bit of a chore at the end of the day when they're doing so much in their business um, and they, you know, don't always have the brain space for social media. Um, so that's definitely something that I believe in and, you know, having that clear strategy and really just having fun with it. Um, it really doesn't have to be something that's serious. A lot of the time for small businesses um, in particular, it can be just an extension of your own personality in a way. Um, and I'm really big for creating personal brands. So I think um, for small businesses, small e-commerce businesses, um, really just having fun with it, creating a bit of a personal brand, showing off your personality um, is all really fun. And I think what makes it fun. And then I guess with that pressure to always be on, you know, if you do need to take a day off, do it. It's not the end of the world. I know a lot of people say, you know, you have to engage with this many people per day and this time. And so, you know, planned out. And obviously I do like things planned out, but I think at the end of the day, you're a business owner, things come up, you're a human, things come up and things happen. So yeah, it's not always the end of the world if you can't post for a day or something doesn't go to plan because 
again, I think on social media, people do like real people and um, that authenticity. So a lot of the time you can share with your audience if things don't go to plan and they'll actually really relate to that and even, yeah, engage with you more and like you more as a person, I think. Yeah, I love that. And that's such a great point because, you know, at the end of the day, we are all humans <laughs> behind yeah. our businesses. And, um, you know, if you want your, I guess, customers to be able to connect with your brand on that human level, then um, having, I guess, maybe that honesty or that vulnerability or mm. um, just some some realness, which is why, you know, some, um, I guess, types of social media really lend themselves to that as well. Like, yeah. you know, Instagram stories and stuff like that. I think you can be less polished because that's just kind of what we expect from that kind of content so I guess for you um you you sort of saying you like things planned and I you know as obviously as a social media strategist it is all about here's the strategy here's the intention behind it Mm. um but you know is it about creating space in your week like for business owners to you know sit down and schedule and decide what they're going to post is that you know what you recommend Yeah, for sure. So I usually, I know for e-commerce brands, a lot of the time things change quite frequently. So you might only be able to do it, you know, every week. Um, Of course, if you can do multiple weeks at a time and kind of batch that out, that's amazing, but it's not always possible. Um, But yeah, I really think just sitting down, you know, get in a good headspace, know that you're going to feel good on that day. And if you're not, you know, change it to another day. Um, Because again, just being able to have everything planned, have everything ready to go, it really makes it a lot less stressful. Um, You know, you plan out your key dates, your key launches. I think a lot of the time um, with marketing in general, e-commerce businesses just kind of fly by the seat of their pants and just kind of say, I have a new product launching tomorrow. Ah, (laughs) I need to post about it. Um, So I think, yeah, kind of having that all planned out as much as you can, of course, um, really makes it a lot easier. And I think once people kind of get in that mindset that, um, social media can be planned out and it can be, um, you know, something really strategic as well as, of course, something fun and something personal, um, but something that doesn't just have to be a big ball of stress. <laughs> mm, and it's interesting because that's definitely something I've seen with like brands that I've worked with on the copy is mm. that the brands that, um, you know, you know, put resources, whether that's time, money or um, working with someone to be able to build that strategy out for their launches, um, you know, bringing me on, for example, to write product descriptions so that they're not writing them at the last minute when you're yeah. trying to get product up. Um, but that, you know, really means that those launches become a lot less stressful, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. a lot easier because you kind of know exactly what's going out, what social posts are going up, what emails are going out and when. Um, and then you have that on the day ready to go and it's just like okay so we just click a button and everything's live like yeah (laughs) and I've had clients that I've worked with and you probably have the same example where you get that nice rhythm going and then you're like is it is it this easy like why is it so easy (laughs) like why do we feel like why do we not feel stressed on a launch day and you're like oh it's because we planned it (laughs) yeah organization is key (laughs) Yes. yes um so you know obviously as a small brand um, there are some advantages to being on social media that I would say over larger brands, mm. um, you know, potentially. So what do you see some of those advantages would be? Yeah, I definitely think it's easier as a small brand to build that personal brand because most of the time it is just you doing all the things um, or you have a small team and your brand 
is really an extension of you. So you can really use that to your advantage. You can, you know, share a lot more behind the scenes, share personal stories, really build a great community with your audience and a great relationship with your audience as well. You know, you can be in the DMs chatting to them um, and it's just a lot easier than, you know, obviously if you have a huge and then a thousand DMs a day, it's a lot harder to do that. Um, And I think a lot of small businesses actually want to look bigger on social media than they actually are. But honestly, I think, especially at the moment, people love supporting small. Um, So I really think embrace the small um, and get people involved in your journey rather than, you know, trying to be this polished big brand and trying to be, I guess, um, bigger than you actually are. I think really just embrace you, flaws and all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I guess over the top of like, a larger brand where they might be out like might wanting sorry might be wanting to have that kind of more polished or professional image come across because they're like Mm. you know we're in 20 different countries and we need to be able to adapt and um and you know have these varying audiences because we have such broad product ranges whereas if you're a small business you have usually a smaller customer base but that allows you to build that um, deeper community and that connection with them yeah for sure 100 percent um i was gonna ask i was like I have a question that I didn't put on my list <laughs> for you. So I'm just going to throw it at you and I'm going to say, what's the process of working with a social media strategist like yourself um, yeah. for, for a brand that like maybe they've got to the stage where like can't manage this myself, don't have the time during the week to sit down yeah. and do it. Um, you know, what is that? What does that process look like for them? Yeah, so a lot of the time um, at the start, um, I guess, of the process of working with someone, there's a lot of strategy, there's a lot of communication, collaboration, really making sure that that strategy that they're going to, you know, go ahead with is something that they want, something that aligns with their goals, vision, all that kind of thing. So that's kind of the first part of it. Obviously, that strategy can then evolve, but it's just really having that in place so we all have a clear plan of what we're doing. Um, Then really a lot of it is obviously creating that content. So Usually um, with my clients in particular, I either do kind of a three weekly batch of content um, or fortnightly, depending on the brand and kind of how quickly things change. Um, And then, you know, we're creating that, that aligns with the strategy, also aligning with anything that's coming up with them, you know, if they have any promotions, um, getting really as deep into the business as possible. Um, especially when you want to try bringing some of that behind the scenes personal content you really have to know the business as much as you can without actually being in the business um and also know the business owner quite a lot so really building that communication and those relationships um with the client in particular and then yeah really kind of scheduling that it all goes out um depending on the social media management manager they'll do some engagement as well whether that's Um, engaging with people on your posts or going out and finding new people to engage with Um, some social media marketers do you know stories um, just depends so yeah you can kind of um, with some people get the full package you don't really even have to be on your social media but I kind of like to do it in a quite collaborative way so you know we might do the content but they might you know still be in the dms talking to people because at the end of the day, if they stop working with us, um, they're really going to not know any of the relationships they have, if that makes sense. Um, because, you know, maybe we've been talking to them or we've been seeing who's been commenting. So I usually really, um, you know, encourage them to be active still um, on their social media. So it's not kind of a complete handoff, um, but yeah, just kind of a collaborative process. Yeah. And I would imagine that having that um just that person to bounce off who's outside of Mm. your business like I definitely find this with my clients as well is that having 
someone who's external to you but who's invested in the success of your business yeah and also can just bring that creative creativity and maybe an alternative point of view around your approach you know it just gets you out of your own head right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and as business owners (laughs) you know we know it as well because we run our own businesses and gosh sometimes you just need to get out of your head you need to have some you know input from someone else you can just kind of go have you thought about doing this or maybe this or this work for you know so and so let's give it a go um and suddenly you're like oh okay that makes sense let's give it a go (laughs) let's try it you know for sure I think a lot of um times my clients will kind of run you know, different promotions pass me or different creative ideas that they have and yeah, really get an external um, person's feedback, as you said. And I think that really helps a lot. Yeah. And because you're also um, in that world and you're in Mm. that e-commerce world um, and working with other clients, but even just looking at other brands online, because that's what you love. So you just follow brands (laughs) and you can kind of go, oh, you know, they did something. Let's do, let's try something like that. Because, you know, you get all this inspiration and these ideas from varying sources. And if you just try to, you know, sit in your own little world with one brand, it can be difficult sometimes to look out mm. and kind of see what else is working. Yeah, and see what other people are doing and get yeah, yeah. those fresh ideas and innovative yeah. ideas. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I love it just you know, I get an email from an e-commerce brand in my inbox. I'm like, oh, love that coffee. Like, let me just grab that headline (laughs) and add it to my little swipe file and, you know, see if I can rework it for one of my clients because I've just done something clever and you don't know where that's going to come from. No, yeah, there's so much inspiration everywhere, which is awesome and helps us a lot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So which of the brands, like, do you think are doing a great job on social media? Like, who are you following for that that inspiration for those ideas? Yeah, so I guess an obvious one, um, which everyone says, so this isn't very creative, but go to skincare. Always, always. <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> can, can we fault them ever? I don't no. know about you, but I just got an email. No, I didn't even get an email from them. I got a, so one social media post from them, from yeah. Zoe on like Friday morning last week, and it was like their new face hero in a I gold bottle. The gold one, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, I saw that, I saw that post at 9.01 I just was scrolling my insta yeah and they were like it goes live at nine and I was like let me just get over onto that and just buy that really quickly <laughs> like, I was on yeah. it <laughs> that's awesome well there you go they succeeded <laughs> I was like this is the proof that it works <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah that's a big one um I think some other bit smaller Australian brands that I think are doing it really well um one in particular which I mentioned a few times over the past few weeks um because I've been looking at them a lot because I purchased quite a few things from them on the weekend. So again, they're doing it well, um, is Bon Maxi. Um, mm, so Australian yes. brand, they sell um, accessory organizers, bags, wallets, heaps of stuff. Um, and they use that kind of launch um, mm, strategy around their products so yeah. that they will have limited release. They really tease their new releases and the new colors yeah. that are coming out and the new styles yeah I'm the same I follow them as well yeah. <laughs> and I'm like yeah yeah I want to know when you're going live again with the next range because like yeah I'm that. yeah they make it really exciting and I think um Claire the owner of Mon Maxi really creates a strong personal brand as well she's always on her stories always making videos and actually going through a specific product in heaps of detail you know it might be like a 20 minute video going through this one wallet and every single feature and how why she's designed every single feature and I think that's awesome to really show your audience that you know them um, you know what they want and you've designed this specifically for them and it really speaks to them I think Mm, that's really smart I love that 
Yeah, so she's a big one. Um, also, I think you know um, Claire from The New Divine. Mm, yep. um, she's one of my lovely Facebook ads clients, so I'll give her a bit of a shout out. But um, she's, yeah, in the past few months just completely blown up. She's created a personal brand so well, you know, has such a good relationship with her audience. Um, and, yeah, starting from, you know, being such a small brand and really growing really just this year, I think, um, is really amazing. And I've loved following along her journey and seeing the different things that she's doing. So she's another one. <laughs> she might be one that I'll uh, add to my list to get on the podcast because yeah. Yeah, I, I think that she, this year in particular, has just really mm. embraced that idea of creating a personal brand yeah. and building it. And it's just, you know, paid off in spades. For sure. That's why I'm like, can everyone go look at her that doesn't want to build a personal <laughs> brand and see like what it's done for her? Because yeah, why wouldn't she want to when you see the kind of results that it can yep. get? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. So that's like, that's the recommendation. Like go and have a yeah. look, go just see look. that evolution, <laughs> scroll back through those posts and yeah. see what's happened. Yeah. I love yeah, that. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so one of the other things that I wanted to talk about is the big mm. topic of the year of 2020 yes. um, is how COVID has impacted social media reach this year. Um, mm. You know, I think this is a really interesting one to talk about. I spoke with Charlie on my last episode around um, how coronavirus of COVID-19 is going to impact Christmas sales, but I'd love mm. to get your impact or your input on, you know, how is it in- impacting social media? What yeah. should people be thinking about um, in terms of their communications? Yeah, I think it's helped probably with the reach just because, People are online now more than ever um, because they don't have anything else to do. And um, they're also shopping online more than ever because, you know, a lot of the time we couldn't get to the shops. Um, So I've seen specifically some of my clients just have incredible years this year. Um, Obviously clients that are online and didn't have to close shops and all the horrible things that came with COVID. Um, So, yeah, I guess it's kind of been good in that aspect. But I definitely think the ways brands need to communicate has changed. Um, And again, I'm going to mention personal connection and personal brand, but I think really connecting with people on a deeper level and, um, you know, really being quite, yeah, vulnerable and authentic in the way that you communicate with them and, you know, really speaking about your struggles this year because everyone pretty much has struggled this year. Like I don't, there's probably not one person on the entire earth that hasn't had a struggle this year with COVID. So everyone can relate to it. So I think really trying to build that more of a deeper connection with your audience this year in particular has really been important. And I've seen some people do it so well and yeah, from that have, you know, still great sales, which has been awesome. Yeah. And I think it's one of the things and, um, you know, I've been reading some of the research into it as well. Obviously Mm. the massive increase in online shopping in Australia this year far surpassed what the expectations were at the start of this year for that growth. Mm. And yeah, people's, genuine want to connect with local businesses to like support Mm. local and we saw that with the fires at the start of the year as well which seems like an incredibly long amount of time ago hard to believe it was in the same year (laughs) um but you know people actively want to um support local and we've even seen Mm. that with um paypal have now um I guess, teamed up or they're supporting the, I think it's like the shop local or support local initiative that started as a grassroots campaign and PayPal are now supporting them. Um, And you just think that is a massive um, change, I think, in terms of Mm. where we can see consumer interest and and that need for for that 
brand connection going. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is that the fact that we are now in early November as we were recording this and Christmas is fast approaching. Um, Again, I think I heard Mariah Carey's Christmas Carol in the store the other day and I was like, no, it's too soon, people. It's too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely too soon. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and I, I probably would say if you haven't started as a brand planning for Christmas, you really need to be like mm. you should have started yesterday but yeah. <laughs> if you haven't or if you maybe you've sort of haven't quite finished um deciding or planning what you're going to be doing for that Christmas marketing what do you sort of suggest that brands can do now yeah so I always recommend being creative with your promotions because I think you know it's easy to do a sale um and that's what a lot of the big brands do because they have, you know, um, better profit margins. They can do sales more easily. But for a lot of small businesses, um, you know, discounting their products isn't always possible or profitable. Um, so I think it can be really creative um, and just think about how you can be unique. Um, so that might be, you know, gift bundles. They're really big, um, especially the holiday season. You know, free gifts in specific orders, surprises, um, even curated gifts, you know, so people don't even have to really think about what they're buying. Um, you know, you've kind of done the hard work for them. Um, you know, launching new products. There's heaps of stuff that you can do that isn't just a sale, but it still gets people excited and can still increase your sales around this period. Um, and I think it's also about surprising and delighting your customers. Um, I'll go back to the new Divine, but I know she um, always does a lot of things to surprise and delight her customers. Like I always see her on her stories saying, you know, in the next order, I'm going to put in this special surprise um, or, um, you know, gift bundle. She's doing a lot of those. So she's doing some really awesome things. And I think there's a lot you can do to be really creative about it. Um, and it doesn't always have to be a sale. <laughs> Even if you take my example from Go To Skincare, same product, different packaging. And I was like, I'm on it, you know? So even using something like, yeah. um, you know, working maybe with another business to create an exclusive gift pack. Yep. So it's you and them partnering together and mm, someone can buy that product yeah. in one go and suddenly it feels limited yep. edition and it feels exclusive and it's, you know, and it still allows people to connect and maybe you broaden your audience and yeah. that business that you work with broadens their audience as well. So yeah. it all comes together. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all for collaborations and businesses, you know, teaming together to, yeah, reach new audiences but also really get their customers excited about something. So, yeah, definitely agree with that one. Yeah, I love that. All right, well, thank you so much. I think that we um, had a great little chat there, covered a lot. Um, So how can people kind of follow you or get in touch with you, work with you, all the things? All the things. Yeah, sure. So I have a website, which is blossommedia.com.au. Um, also I'm the most active on Instagram. That is my jam and where I'm on every single day. Um, so that's just at blossom media with an underscore at the end. Um, and yeah, just, I give a lot away. I give away a lot of free value and, um, yeah, just really love connecting with people on there, seeing other people succeed, seeing e-commerce brands succeed and do really cool things. So yeah, I'd love for you to follow me on there. Yeah. And definitely go and follow Chelsea because she just has some great tips and sometimes some like little challenges and stuff like that and you did a um an instagram live like webinar a couple of nights ago which was like packed through full of value so yeah definitely go give chelsea a follow um (laughs) all right well thank you so much for chatting with me coming on the podcast and um yeah just sharing with us a bit more about social media for e-commerce brands 
No, thank you so much for having me. It's been great to chat. All right, see ya. Bye. If you're loving the podcast, why not head on over and leave me a review? It'll help people just like you to find it. And make sure you're subscribed to get all the latest episodes right in your podcast player. That's it from me for now. Until next time, may your brand sparkle. This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Wadawurrung people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge the stories, traditions and living cultures of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples on this land and recognise that sovereignty was never ceded.